Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1245. Cold Weather Training Modifications by Ross Enemite of rostraining.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, welcome to a Thursday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of a bunch of podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Cold Weather Training Modifications by Ross Enemite of rostraining.com. Following my entry about lifting in a cold garage, I received several additional questions. Based on the volume of inquiries, it appears that a follow-up is necessary. I'll address the most commonly asked questions here. For starters, the previous entry dealt solely with heavy weightlifting in a frigid garage. I lift in a garage where it is not unusual for the temperatures to approach zero degrees Fahrenheit. Ironically, the same garage is often hot and humid throughout the summer. It was just a few months ago that we were training in temperatures that were above 90 degrees with high humidity. As a result, many people have asked if I alter my training based on the weather. The answer is yes. Warm-ups. I never spend much time warming up. Since my early days as an athlete, I've always been able to jump right into the heart of my training. This is particularly true in the summer when I'm already warm upon entering the gym. The winter months do call for some modifications, however. I don't perform as well initially if I'm not warm upon entering the frigid garage. What works for me is to raise my body temperature before entering the garage. As mentioned before, I always dress in layers with particular attention directed toward the hands, feet, and head. I bundle up inside my home and begin warming up there. When bundled up accordingly, it only takes me a few minutes of movement to raise my body temperature. My preferred activities are light calisthenics and shadow boxing. I don't time myself or perform any specific routine. My objective is simple. Move until I feel warm. After a few minutes, I proceed to the garage. The cold air is much easier to handle when I begin warm. 
If I enter the gym without the pre-house warm-up, it takes much longer for me to perform optimally. Jumping rope. If you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that heavy lifting is just one piece of my training puzzle. I do much more than lift. One of my preferred conditioning activities is to jump rope. Unfortunately, most jump ropes are not built for extreme cold. I use a PVC freestyle rope for skipping. When left in extreme cold, the PVC tends to stiffen. A frozen rope will not turn as well, and it is more likely to snap. The solution is to bring the rope inside when not in use. I always hang my personal rope indoors. On days that I plan to skip rope, I bring the rope into the garage, but it is never there for long. An hour or two is not enough time to freeze the rope. And while on the subject of cold weather skipping, it is worth reminding the fighters out there to bring their ropes indoors at night. Speaking from experience, I see many fighters leave their gym bags in the car overnight. They may train in a warm gym, but the ropes are still frozen upon entry. Doing this repeatedly can shorten the life of your rope, so it's best to bring it inside if possible. Resistance bands. If you've watched any of my YouTube videos, you will notice several resistance bands hanging on the back wall. I am a big fan of resistance bands for a variety of exercises. Unfortunately, the bands experience similar problems as the PVC ropes. When temperatures drop to extreme levels, the bands tend to stiffen as well. They are still usable, but noticeably different in terms of feel. As a result, I use the bands much less during the winter months. If I have plans for bands on a given day, I bring a few indoors overnight. I don't bring them all in and out like the jump rope, however, as it is inconvenient to store so many bands inside. Portable weights. A few readers mentioned that they bring their kettlebells inside to stay warm in between workouts. Another reader mentioned that he lifts with plate-loaded dumbbells. He brings the handles inside when not in use. Such an approach may be feasible for some, so it's worth mentioning as an option for those who train with similar tools. Personally, I'd love to bring my weights indoors to stay warm at night, but it's not an option with several thousand pounds. Once again, though, if you use a single dumbbell or kettlebell, it may be worth dragging it inside at night. Gloves revisited. As mentioned before, I prefer performing many lifts with bare hands. The best gloves in the world will not be as effective as bare hands on the bar. With that said, there are certainly many exercises where gloves can be worn without interference. While training in a cold garage, I wear gloves more often than not. I wear gloves for many bodyweight movements, conditioning activities, lower body work, and even certain pushing movements. I take the gloves off for heavy pulling movements like deadlifts, rows, and snatches. If you opt for a similar approach, I encourage you to try it before you buy. I wouldn't purchase gloves online. If you wish to exercise with gloves, it's important that they have a snug fit. Gloves that are too large will cause interference and could potentially be dangerous with an overhead lift. Whatever you use, you need to have a secure grip. Personally, I prefer a glove that is warm yet allows for comfortable and secure gripping. I also use another pair of gloves that are much heavier and virtually useless for precise gripping. I wear these gloves in between sets of heavy lifting. During cold weather conditioning activities, I tend to limit rest in between sets to stay warm. When lifting maximal loads, however, more rest is obviously needed between sets. The extended downtime means more time for the hands to become cold. Heavy winter gloves are lifesavers during such times. 
So these are just a few tips that I have found useful after many years of training in a cold environment. You just listened to the post titled Cold Weather Training Modifications by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Look, I live in Southern California. It's expected that the temperature will never waver above or below 75 degrees Fahrenheit, or about 24 degrees centigrade. When I say expected, I'm not joking. In fact, when the temperature does deviate either above or below 75 degrees Fahrenheit, people will actually complain. In fact, those that report the weather on local Southern California news stations will express frustration when the temperature dips into the 60s in the winter and climbs into the 80s in the summer. Personally, I think this is ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to stop crying now. Back to my point. In his post, Ross was talking about training under more extreme weather conditions. Well, this isn't something that I can say I ever experience. But what I can talk about is jump roping. This is a fantastic exercise, provided you're able to perform this exercise safely. So if you have issues with your feet, knees, or low back, this may not be a safe exercise for you. For others, they may not feel as though they have enough coordination to use a jump rope safely. Others may want to start jumping rope, but don't own one, or maybe haven't replaced the one that got damaged due to extreme weather conditions. Well, I have a solution for you. Using an invisible jump rope. So if you don't have a jump rope, you can still experience much of the same benefits by simply imagining you have one. I'll explain. Imagine you're holding the handles of a jump rope in each of your hands. Bring your hands to waist height, the same starting position you would use if you were actually holding real jump rope handles. Then, start rotating your wrists, imagining that you're swinging the rope. Now, start to gently hop up and down while continuing to swing that invisible jump rope in your hands. There you have it. That's it. That's how to use an invisible jump rope. Even though the rope is imaginary, 
This is still an effective exercise, whether it's your warm-up or part of your actual workout. As you can tell, I'm a huge fan. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow for another Q&A episode and where your optimal life awaits.